Boom. Welcome back to another episode of Strike Force. I'm here with Peter Frost. How you doing, mate? Hello. I'm good. How are you? I'm good, brother. I'm good. Uh, round good. nine. So it's, they're, they're, they're creeping up. They're creeping up. The numbers will keep going up, mate. It's good. It's good. We've been linking uh, up. I like it. Birthday. Birthday podcast. Happy birthday. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> 30 years old now, mate. Getting old. Hello. Fucking hell. Nearly there. Yeah. <laughs> Nearly dead. Um, right. So, um, yeah, what, what, I would, what I wanted to do is obviously talk about the last UFC event, mate. It was really, really exciting. I really, really enjoyed it. And then uh, we can finish up by previewing a very big card that's covered on for the weekend that I'm very excited about. Um, so, yeah, the last UFC, the, did they move some of the, I don't know if you know, did they move some of the prelims to Fight Pass or something like that? Because obviously we previewed the prelims and then two of the fights I didn't actually see. So, Chris yeah, Gutierrez against Vince Morales and Lewis Smoker against Casey Kenny. They just weren't on. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know where, whether it's... Sometimes I'll get that. Maybe maybe they was on, like, just moved to Fight Pass or something. Um, yeah. I've had it before where I've got ready to, like, watch some fights on... Even on, like, the other events on the... Um, just on BT. And you, mm. you get on there and it's like they're just finishing up a fight. So I don't, maybe, they're like, maybe the timing and stuff. Yeah, I, um, I've seen that before. They just as well. you just rushed it along, yeah. Yeah, you're just thinking who's, who's, who's just had a fight there and why and I'd be able to watch it. But yeah, maybe on to Fight Pass. <laughs> I am thinking about getting Fight Pass because I, I currently I'm paying for like a few subscriptions that I don't even need. And I've got WWE, which I'm not even watching at the moment because it's weird without crowds. So I'm just thinking, <laughs> right, maybe I should cancel that and move yeah, to, to Fight Pass. Yeah, to be honest, yeah. Did it, like, doing a fucking podcast on it. <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah. Should invest in it. Or maybe um, I could start a wrestling podcast. Who knows? Um, so yes. the first the first fight of the last event, mate, was Tim Elliott against Brandon Wither and the flyweight um, uh, weight class. Uh, really, really good fight. Elliott started to sort of gas in the second round for me. Um, there was a lot mm. of good grappling. And then Roy Val... Uh, caught him in a head and arm triangle and tapped him out. I thought Brandon Moiva looked looked banging, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It did look good, and it was weird, just as you said. I've seen like when like Timmy Tim Elliott before. He's like, um, sorry, I've seen him before, and his cardio is fucking banging. But I noticed that as well. Like he started guessing like quite early. Mm. I don't know why. Like I don't know how long he's been out. Yeah, I haven't seen him for a while. Well, they did, he, he did say before the fight as well the commentators were saying that he said I'm a round one fighter like if, you know if, oh, I'd like to try and get people out in the round one it's like alright that's cool mate but if you get mm. if you don't if you don't get past it then you know, know. You're basically you're done you're done um, but yeah don't, don't, don't let people know that as well <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> keep it quiet keep your clothes close to your chest mate um yeah, but really, really um, uh, impressive performance from Brandon Moiva. They, they showed a couple of his highlights before, obviously, the fight as well. And he was just fucking catching people in triangles and jumping into mm. guard. And like, he, he looks yeah, like yeah. a really, really promising young fighter. So really excited about that. It's just whether people are going to be, again, flyweight. Do you know what I mean? It's just such a shame for these guys, the, the, and, uh, the younger guy, the smaller guys, sorry. That, unless, that, yeah, unless they're, unless they're like a knockout artist. It's like... It's a struggle, I think. Even if submissions are good. If it's, I, I love seeing these guys that are like top level submission when they're like, you can just tell as soon as it goes to the ground, especially when you hear like Rogan and stuff talking, they're like, oh, he just needs to do this and do this and they start doing it. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, this ain't just going to be someone just 
it's like laying on top of someone not fucking doing anything you can just tell there's like a certain level it must be so fucking scary for the other guy <laughs> mad just to know that they can get you in any kind of position as well it's just it's just a crazy mm. yeah crazy situation to be in with um the submission as well it's so i think bisping and dc were on commentary this card and i do like him when they're when they're together i, I, I like it when we're bisping because they're proper they're like champs like they are championship yeah, yeah, yeah. level yeah. like both in my top 10 so they know what's Fucking going on bis- and then yeah. literally yeah. i know they're so good as soon as brandon got him in this in in the submission you know you could be watching it thinking it looks so innocuous but as soon as he got it in mm. they were like oh that's deep that's deep and i was thinking yeah, Fuck, yeah, yeah. Like, it's mad yeah, fucking yeah, head and head and arms like so fucking good. Even with like, it's just it's it's fucking weird one to get. Like I used when I used to like uh, when I used to go down the gym, it was like that was my thing because no matter how big someone is, like um, it's fucking matter if you've got it in. Like say someone from like a featherweight or lightweight division could get it on like a on a on a middleweight easy yeah. and just fucking hold them in that position. It's just mm. like. There's not much you can do apart from obviously when like Rogan says like you answer the phone, you put your arm up to but that but even then people if they're strong enough they can just fucking squeeze for it. Mad. Yeah. Absolutely. It's so like, very, very yeah, if you if you if you've got an, a weapon like that in your arsenal, it's like OSP with that von Flu. Mm. Like if you if you specialise yeah, yeah, yeah. in this one thing, you can you no. can fuck people up. It's like Ronda like Ronda should have fucking stayed away from boxing, mate. <laughs> stick to the fucking stick to the arm bars yeah, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely definitely next fight was uh jamar hill against clinton abru it was in the light heavyweight division pete it was a pretty quick fight jamar hill just mm. ran in rocked him with a big right rocked him with a big knee finished with a right hook and a big body knee again got him out there in the first round he, he looked quite impressive this geezer yeah he did yeah he looked, he looked good I don't. I'm not. I'm sure he's one of them fighters. You know, I'm like. I'm. I'm like. I'm sure I've seen him before, but like, I can't. I can't put my finger on what fights I've seen. But um, no, yeah, it was good. It was good performance. Really, really good performance. Yeah. Um. And again, it's just one of those things where you look at the light heavyweight division, and I know. I think I am going to stop doing this soon, hopefully, and just start enjoying the fights. But you just think about the light heavyweight <clears> division, and you look at someone like Clinton Abreu, who Jamar Hill's getting out of there in under one round, and you're thinking, like, right, what? You, what's the aspirations? Do you know what I mean? But I just think. <laughs> It's just like <laughs> it is. It's so savage, and I'm just thinking. But then when I and then I said that to say this to be like, look, these these people like not everyone's destined for like greatness. I think there's no. a lot of oh, no, fighters of there that Gee. they're looking to make a good wage. They're impressive. They want to go out there and put a performance on, and then basically just provide like for their family, I guess. But you know, mm. really, just when you're getting out of there in one round and stuff like that, then I'm really, really excited now to see. I'm also looking a lot more at, at the losers and and then really looking out for their next fights as well to see how they'll bounce back because yeah, that's how yeah. good stories start. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So I think it's more, there's more chance, I think, in... <clears throat> sorry, there's more, there's more chance in MMA, I think, of being like a journeyman and making something of yourself than in boxing. Mm. You know, in boxing, you see these guys... It's almost like they're... Not, I, I don't think it happens in MMA as much. Um, where like someone's like a stepping stone for someone or they're set up sometimes people look at it that way they're like oh they reckon I'm a stepping stone but I'm going to show you all and fuck this guy up and then they yes. do actually do that and like chuck a spanner in the works whereas in boxing you get Anthony Joshua facing these 
whatever, whatever they are, fucking full-time cab driver or something like that in his first <laughs> five, five or six or ten fights. And it's just like he's just knocking everyone out just to yep. get some experience. Yep. Whereas in, that's what I mean. In UFC, it could just be like, oh, this guy's come from somewhere else. He's got six losses and he's fighting this up-and-coming kid. and he's But he's got a good chance to beat him. Um, bang on, bang on. Yeah, it's like the, the, the last card that we were watching had the geezer that took the fight on a, on a, on a day's notice or whatever and, and fucking did well. Yeah, Do you know what yeah, I mean? So yeah. you, you're bang yeah, yeah. on there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so great performance there from Jamar Hill. Um, and uh, yeah, with a brew, obviously, we'll see, we'll see what happens. The next fight was Daniel Rodriguez against Gabe Green in the welterweight division. Uh, Gabe Green, again, he was a late, late, a late addition to this. He took the fight on four days' notice um, and it was Gabe's first fight since 2018 um rodriguez was throwing some some more shots um and like we've always said before you can sort of tell which one of the fighters looks a little bit sharper which one's the heavy hitting and, and it was daniel <coughs> rodriguez in this one but mate taking it on four day, days notice he looked all right old green i know, I know yes yeah, weird i don't know whether it's i think a lot of people are in the same boat at the moment because um i was watching i watched the countdown for this weekend's one and it's like even the coaches, they're like, we're not sure. We're just trying to keep fighters as ready as possible, mm. <clears throat> just in case they get because they don't know nothing's really set up like months and months in advance. But um, yeah, he's just he's. I think it was Mark Henry was saying, no, we just just make sure you're ready all the time. So it's like I don't know what how how ready these guys are, whether they're just sort of waiting for the call. But um, yeah, no, it's pretty like, pretty decent fucking four days notice. <laughs> yeah, still, still crazy. pretty good. Yeah, well, <clears throat> well, this is the thing at the moment with Corona and what's, with what's going on and stuff like that. You know, Uriah Faber jumped on the fucking scales the other day. You know, you just you don't know you don't know what's going to happen. That's why I think yeah, it's a really, yeah. really interesting time at the moment. But obviously, it's a lot easier to put on than, for example, the Premier League because you got eleven v eleven. With this, it's just like right, one fight is sick. Bosh, get him out. Let's get someone yeah, in. Yeah. So yeah, um, really, really, uh, I, I rate Gabe Green for doing that, man, for coming in there, especially mm. when it's his first fight since 2018 as well um but fair play yeah. to daniel uh, rodriguez on a on a full camp um and yeah welterweight division there's obviously a stat division so we'll see what happens um and then the main prelim was caitlin chikagan against um antonina shevchenko uh caitlin was pretty much in total control um of this lots of sort of rear naked attempts um and chikagan also just basically out outstruck her as well i think um mm. yeah shevchenko not as good as a sister, obviously, but she looked all right. Like, but... yeah, no, yeah, yeah, bit bad. Exactly. Um, yeah, Chikagian mm. just just out outworked it, outclassed her. Really. Moving on to mm. the main card, then we had Mackenzie Dern against Hannah Siffers in the women's strawweight. Um, just, I was watching. You, this is why I love UFC so much and MMA in general because you're watching a fight. It looks fairly innocuous. It starts quite slow, and then all of a sudden, a knee bar. Like. It, it's just, mm. it's yeah, just yeah. fucking, it's just mad. Yeah, it was good. That was, was a great finish. Really, really good. Um, and yeah, what, so way, that's, what way was that? Sorry, uh, Mackenzie Dern um, caught Hannah um, in a hey. knee bar. Yeah, what what weight? Sorry, that was straw weight. That was straw weight. Straw. Okay. It's a women's strawweight division fight there. So, so many finishes on, on this card. It was really, really mm. exciting. So, that was another finish that I was just like, fuck here now. Then the next fight came again. Roosevelt Roberts against Brock Weaver. Again, Roberts with a rear, rear naked choke win. Just tapped him out. Just yeah, mad. Yeah. Um, so many good fights. Next one um, was uh, Billy Cantier against Spike Carlisle. Uh, this was a catchweight fight, Pete. It was 149.5 pounds against <laughs> yeah, this 150 pounds. Mental. What? 
Yeah, do you I, re- know? I reckon this no, this might have just been one of them ones again, just to get two guys on the card, just say like, look, what do you want to meet at? It was fucking fun. That was like probably my like the funniest fight on the card, I think. Yeah, me too. I thought it was the best fight. It was Spike Carlisle ran out in the first round and front <laughs> kicked Billy in the face. <laughs> it's fucking, he was off it. Like, that's what I mean. He was just off his head. The, <laughs> like, just fucking confl- I think he, I think he's probably one of them first round fighters as well. Him, like, yeah, he's, he's another one. Yeah, I'd like to be in the first round. Um, but yeah, it was just like, it was a mad, mad first round. Really interesting. Spike was pretty much the more active fighter in round one. Um, big exchanges in the last 10 seconds. Um, and then it was a big third round as well for Billy uh, Carantillo. And he won the fight by unanimous decisions. But really, yeah, really, really exciting fight. Then we had um, Blagoy Ivanov against Augusto Sakai. It was the heavyweight. Um, Sakai won by a split decision. There was a massive fence grab in this um, fight. Yeah. And, Who shouted? Was it, D- um, was it DC or Bisping? One of them shouted. DC. It was DC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but then did you notice he went so quiet afterwards? <laughs> yeah. He was like, oh my God, he grabbed the fence, he grabbed the fence. And then like, and then after he's like, I'm sorry, I think he grabbed yeah. the fence. <laughs> 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 That's so fucking good. But I mean, I have got a little, I have got a little note just to, to talk about it. Because um, for me, even though I was going for a takedown there in, you know, in... A, a fight that was very, very close and Sakai mm. actually won the fight on a split decision and a takedown can mean everything in a fight like that and yeah. he went to take him down, he grabbed the fence to stop it. Like, what, what are your thoughts on that, Pete? What do you think should happen and what are your... First of all, the first thing I'll say before is that I don't blame a fighter for grabbing a fucking cage. I'll say that. No, right? no. It's natural reaction. You're trying to basically stay alive in there but what are your, what are your thoughts mm. on it? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Something that blatant. Sometimes you get like a there's like a, like a finger or a toe in there or something, and there's maybe a little bit of leverage. But stopping like a whole takedown. That's just like that's make I don't know. You could argue that maybe like a point off for that. But who, who's done it? Um, who had their hand in the cake? Oh fuck! Who had something? Something had their hand. Oh, it was a uh, what's his name? Uh, the little ref in the Michael Johnson fight. I think he was, he had his fingers in the cage a couple of times, didn't he? Yes. Before he got, before he got knee barred or whatever. Um, yeah. And thingy Bob was slapping at his hand like that. Yeah. I don't think that's just a little bit like, Oh shit, right. There's the cage. You've got your fingers in it, but you're on the bottom anyway. So you are just sort of trying to maneuver a little bit. Mm. Whereas stopping a whole takedown by grabbing on the fence, the other guy's just wasted energy trying to get you down there and you've hung on. And it's like, Put you put you back in like fifty fifty position. It's like I reckon maybe taking someone down. If you do it as you're getting taken down, maybe a point off in the bottom. Maybe you get a warning. I don't know. <clears throat> yeah, it's it's a difficult one. I I think especially in that situation in a close fight like that, I, I think a, a point should have been should have been taken off there. That's just my personal thoughts because for me, it's like if you mm. boot someone in the fucking head while they're down. Like that's something that's yeah. not allowed and grabbing the cage is not allowed. And I know one has severe consequences and the other one doesn't. So you might not be able to compare them in the same way, but you're, you're cheating at the end of the day. Like yeah. you're not supposed to grab the fence. It's, it's not in the rule. So yeah, it, it, I felt bad for even of after it, he was a bit fuming, bless him. Um, but Sakai wins that one uh, by a split decision. And then finally, Pete, something that I wanted to move on and, and talk about, obviously was the Tyron Woodley and the Gilbert Burns 
fight. What a start for Burns. What a performance from Burns. Dropped him in the first round, got him into full mount. An absolute crazy display. Really, really dominant. Hurt him on the feet, hurt him on the ground, hurt him again in the fourth with a great charging knee to the body. He's chasing him down. Tyron was against the fence the whole time. Pete, just give me your, your thoughts on how, especially because I was just so surprised the way I was talking up Tyron before and I, I really wanted a good mm. performance from him because I feel like he doesn't get the credit he deserves and then this happens. What are, your, what are your thoughts on it? Yeah, I think maybe it's just simply everyone underestimated Gilbert Burns a little bit, I think. Like yeah, I did sure. as well. I was just, I'd seen him, obviously I'd seen him before, but I was like, oh, is he really that level? But he just looked fucking, like one thing, he looked massive in there. Mm. Uh, I didn't. I didn't think he looked that big against Damian Meyer. I didn't even notice. But um, yeah, he looked massive against Woodley and like just the exchanges as well. It was almost like from the first few exchanges, it looked like Woodley was like "fuck this," like didn't want to like to like stand and bang with him, and then mm. just was just looking for looking for that one punch for the whole fight. It was just like I don't, I don't know. I don't know what it was really. Looking for <laughs> that overhand right. Yeah, and those people have just found him out now. He fights like that a lot, do you know what I mean? But then he's just been captive in his career, he's been catching people and obviously maybe usually he's wrestling more and stuff. But one, I don't know, that guy just looked like he had him in like every, every aspect dominant over everything. But you, you say that people might have like worked him out and discovered his game or whatever, but with Woodley. It's a bit like Khabib, where if you're fighting Khabib, you know his game and you know what he can do, but you can't do fuck all about it. it you, Tyron used to be like that. Tyron used to be like, yeah. he's a wrestler, so he's going to use his wrestling on you, but then he's going to be looking for that power, powerful overhand right. You'd go in there knowing mm. that. It's like when you go in against Wonderboy, you know he's going to try and strike against you, but sometimes it's just yeah, fuck yeah. all you can do about it. And because obviously in the generation that I've grown up watching UFC, Tyron's been such a dominant champion in the weight division. Like when, when you think of certain weight classes, like, you know, you think of heavyweight for me, I think of people like Stipe and Francis Ngannou. And then when you look at um, like welterweight, you obviously you think of GSP, the GOAT, but then I just think of Woodley, bruv, because he's had that, mm. he had so many defenses. And then he's come out after the fight as well and said, look, I don't make any bones about it. I felt good. I had a good training camp. I committed all my time to it, but I don't know the performance of it. It's just he just got absolutely dominated. Um, where no. does this put Burns now, then, bruv? So he was oh, ranked six before. Where, where do you? I, re- I was literally just thinking that, like, you could, you, you could. I wouldn't be disappointed if they said like Burns Usman next. I think mm. that's a fucking banging fight. Like, it'd be so fuck, especially because of how big he looked and um, wasn't bothered by the wrestling. Looked powerful as well. Like the striking looked better than Woodley's. Um, It'd be interesting if it can stay on the feet, because like Usman proved he can he can like bang with like Colby and with stuff. Colby, but yeah. This Gilbert Burns look like he's got more power and he's more mm. game. It's just like that'd be a, even like even that. That's what I mean. It'd be a sick fight. There's still shit floating about people calling out certain people and shit. Colby calling out Masvidal again, all this sort of stuff. So it's I think that it's all still a bit op- like a bit open that division. It's stacked but, um, as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll see what happens. With the only thing that was so surprising and impressive, um, I'll stop carping on about Woodley now, obviously. But it's the 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 thing about Burns was 
he's a jiu-jitsu world champion. So it's like mm. when you're going in there against when you're going in there against him, you're like, right, this guy's you know he's a jiu-jitsu world champion, multiple time jiu-jitsu world champion. So mm. he's going to be looking to take me down and choke me out. And then for him to stand and fucking bang like that, and to hurt Woodley yeah. as well, you're 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 bang on. I'd love to see him and Usman now because standing it would be amazing. And going down, Usman's got the wrestling. Burns has got the jujitsu, and yeah, I think you're 100 percent right, bro. I think I just didn't even give Burns a look in, and I think there's mm. there's so many fights I should have, you know, you you need to know this. And like you said about MMA, there's no journeyman, there's no easy fights, there's no fucking walkthroughs. He just yeah. looked banging. So yeah, I'll, I'll never um, gonna try and stop underestimating people. Um, but yeah, was there anything else to, to add on that, Pete? Before we preview this um, this week this weekend's card? Uh, no. <laughs> I'll just uh, let's get on to this one. I'm fucking, let's get on. I'm well excited. I am so excited absolutely buzzing for this. So this weekend is UFC 250. I want to go through some of these fights. Um, I'm not going to. Re- There's obviously some fights on Fight Pass as well. Maybe when we get a Fight Pass, we can talk about them. But through time constraints, I'll just start with the prelims. Obviously, it's going to be on BT Sport in this country. Um, the first fight is a middleweight fight between Charles Baird and uh, Mackie Pitoli. These aren't two fighters I'm too afraid with, Pete. No, I don't think I'd know them either. Next fight is Cody Stamen against Brian Kelleher. Now, this fight I'm really excited for. Obviously, Brian Kelleher's coming off the big KO against Hunter Azure oh, from. Um... Oh, that's quick. Yeah, mad. <laughs> mm. Fair play. I, I'll rate, I'll rate yeah. a fighter for that, though. So, yeah, he's yeah, coming off. A, a big knockout on Hunter Azure. On the, in, in, uh, it was only on May the 13th in Jacksonville on UFC fight night. Mm. Um, he got a fight of the night performance for that. Um, and it was his return to featherweight. So fair play to Brian. But he's not against someone who hasn't had a lot of success in division in Cody Stamen. His last fight was a draw um, against Song Yudong, who's obviously a great fighter. Before that, he beat Alejandro Perez. He lost to Aljamain Sterling, who we'll come on to in just a moment as well. But before that, um, a 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, a 10-fight win streak before that. Um, but this is only his uh, 1, 2, 3, 4, his fifth fight in the UFC. So we'll see what happens. Really, really... Mm. Uh, no, sorry. So he's had six. This is going to be his seventh. I'm really excited about this fight. The featherweight division was... There was that card recently with the Brian Kelleher fought on where there was just loads of featherweights. Yeah. And this is quite um, a static division. So I'm really, really impressed to see what happens here. So fair play to Brian for coming off it um, so quickly. Next fight is a middleweight between Ian Haight um, and Gerald Mearshart. I remember watching Mearshart's last fight against Darren Wynn when he submitted him with a rear naked choke. So really excited to see this one. Um, Ian Haight is coming off two losses. So... We'll see what happens. Um, before that, though, he was on a six-fight win streak. So this, again, looks like one of these fights where it could be really, 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 really exciting. Um, and then the main prelim, Pete, is Alex Caceres against Chase Hooper. Alex Caceres, a.k.a. Bruce Leroy, um, is a fighter that you're aware of, obviously? Yeah, he's a bit... He's one of the... <laughs> even look at him as like a journeyman at the moment, isn't it? Like... He's good enough and he's got that name. So if you beat him, it could shoot you up. Um, Chase Hooper's the young-looking kid, right? Chase Hooper is the one who pretended that he was Ben Askren's dad to Mars Vidal. Have you seen that video? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He's, he's, yeah, he's, he's, coming off a, he's coming off a win against Daniel Tamor. He um, KO'd him. It was a TKO. He fought on the um, December 14th card, which was Usman Covington. That was his uh, UFC debut. 
Um, mm. And yeah, he's, he's he's looking to be a good fighter. Okay, Just going back to yeah. to Alex Caceres, mate. You know, a journeyman is is a, I suppose a really really interesting way to describe him because he is one of the most up and down fighters you'll ever meet. His record on his last mm. fights, his last fight was a win. And then it's win, loss, win, loss, win, loss, loss, win, win, three losses, two wins. You know, really, really up and down. His career is 15 wins, 12 losses. Really interesting career from this guy. I remember seeing him on mm. the Ultimate Fighter coming in as Bruce Leroy doing all the Kung Fu shit and all that. Um, but yeah, really, really up and down. He beat Stephen Peterson on his last outing uh, back in July last year. But he lost to Corn Gracie before that who is a really again a really really exciting fighter and you're right mm. if you get a win over someone like Bruce Leroy because he's sort of known he can push yeah. you up a little bit so yeah I'm really it's weird isn't it Ment- like, mentally that must be challenging as well like imagine going through a camp and being like right yes I've got a win back then it's another loss then you start yes I've got a win then it's another loss yeah fuck that that must be so hard to like and especially again because yeah this Hooper is like I think I remember the last fight I watched him in. It's like yeah, he does look like a twelve-year-old kid. Yes, but he just don't stop like going for the grab, like going for the takedown and stuff like that. So it's going to be, it's, in, it's going to be interesting. If that's what I mean. Oh fuck it, yeah. That's what I mean. We don't like to like play things out and like the future. But if 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 Alex Serious like loses this one, it's like what? What? Sorry, what weights is again? This is featherweight. So yeah, <laughs> it's uh, the top of that totem pole is fucking swinging. So, so <laughs> swinging, yeah, it's <laughs> so stacked. It's so stacked. But well, yeah, again, I, I don't do the predicting thing anymore, and I'm I'm going to stop doing the writing people off thing as well. But it's mm. it's kind of you got two fighters here on the pinnacle of very different things in their career. Alex Caceres, who is kind of this experienced but still fairly young fighter. Um, who, who could really do with this win, but then Chase Hooper. It does, I think a win here does very different things for their careers and a loss does very different things for their careers. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So yeah, really, so I mean, really it, interesting. There is, some of them, there is some of them fights, especially people that you don't really take notice of sometimes and they've, they've had some losses and you're like, oh, they're out. And then you see them again like a year later and it's like, oh, they're coming off like a three-fight win streak. They're back in the title picture. Yeah. Sh- shit like that. You're like, fucking hell, like, I remember the. I remember when I uh, was it Dos Anjos when he got knocked out, like highlight reel knockout of, from Jeremy Stevens. And you're like, fucking hell, this guy's this guy's done. He's never going to make it. And then he just goes on this fucking mad tear. Mad. But, um, you never know. You ne- you never know. Yeah, no, you you bang on. But speaking of, of of never knowing and stuff like that as well, like really really you know about fighters, I'm really interested in at the moment. If we just move on to the main card, short Sugar Shane O'Malley, bruv, um, Sean O'Malley, yeah. like. It, really, really excited to see what happens in O'Malley's career because people have been talking him up. He's undefeated in his mixed martial arts career um, and he's got some really, really um, impressive wins on his card, obviously. Um, this is going to be... Um, he, he had a fight on Dana White's Contender Series, then he was in the Ultimate Fighter um, and then he fought at UFC 222 and UFC 248. That was in mm. March of this year. Um, after a two-year layoff, he got a performance of the night when he beat um, Jose Quinones um, with uh, it was a TKO with uh, the head kick and obviously some punches and stuff like that. Like I'm, I'm, re- I'm really excited. He's fighting Eddie Wineland, who um, I'll just get his record up. But yeah, what's your thoughts on on, on Sean O'Malley? Yeah, I, uh, it's a shame he's not fighting. I know, it's not like no disrespect to Eddie Wineland, but he's one of them as well. He's been around. He's been in some like tough fights and stuff. Yeah, no, bang on. Um, 
I'd like to be, it'd be good if he was fighting someone better, to be honest. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see him get really I want to see him get really tested. But then as you say, then again, he did come out and say something a bit weird, like that could set him up for a big fucking downfall because he was like, Oh, I'm only I'll only fight the good fighters when they pay me enough or some shit. I can't remember what he said. Right. Some some quote, maybe maybe that was wrong, but it was basically basically say, I think he's saying he's better than what what he's fighting at the moment, but he's he's only going to stay at that level if that's what he's getting paid, something right. like that. But which is a bit weird for someone. I know he's like confident and cocky and stuff, and you got to be like that, I guess. But yeah, if he if he loses, it's like <laughs> a big fucking slap in the face. Yeah, that's a big. Me- I, I, <laughs> I think it's about fighters knowing their worth as well. And I think he's one of those people who like when you talk to him, he's, he just, when you, when I see people talking to him, he's just basically, he's kind of really centered and he sort of knows what he wants. He knows what he's about. Mm. And he's just like, yeah, I'll go, I'll, I'll fight this person, but I want the piece for it. Like, do you know what I mean? So I can, I can oh, sort yeah. of get, I can definitely relate um, to that. With Eddie Wine, no, again, I don't want to write anybody off. This is a bantamweight division fight. He is coming off a win against Gregory Popov at UFC 238 last year in June. Um, He's actually fighting pretty much a year to the day that he, he sort of fought. He fought on June 8th, 2019 was his last fight. So we'll see. But yeah, I completely agree with you. With uh, And I'm not writing him off there, but Sean is uh, he's supposed to be, obviously, the he's the favourite to win. So it'd be really interesting if he yeah. does win. And if he wins impressively, what's next? Do you know what I mean? He's probably a bit pissed as well, isn't he? Fucking, was it two years suspension for smoking weed? Ridiculous. <laughs> it's probably ridiculous. like it's probably like my two two years money. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Still one of the craziest things in 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 sports, really, about the the marijuana. But that's all right. We can spend all day talking about that. And the next fight is in the welterweight division. It's Big Neil Magny against Anthony Rocco Martin. Um, Neil Magny P, obviously a fighter that we're both you know aware of and been watching for a long time. He's coming off a win against Jing, uh, Li, Jing Liang um, in March, uh, which was really really impressive. Um, unanimous decision. Um, his last fight before that was a, lo- a loss to Santiago Ponzinibbio when he got knocked out. I remember that. But um, two wins before that, one one against the killer Carlos Condit and then Craig White as well. Um, and he's fighting Antonio Rocco Martin, who's coming off a win against um, Ramos which was um, in November of last year. Yeah, again, what a weight fight. Neil Magny, mate, veteran. Mm. Yeah, what are your thoughts yeah, it should on be, this one? Should be, yeah, no, it should be. I, I look forward to this one. When, it, when I saw this one pop up, um, like Magny's got that sort of... Like, I, think, like, I think he's like striking and stuff's better. Mm-hmm. But uh, with... Uh, is it Rocco Martin? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that was his last fight. If that if that's what I remember, I think it is. It was he basically like he fucking skillful as well. I didn't realize like how good he was, but he was just his willpower in that fight. He was just all, all fight. He was like, "This is my time. This is my night tonight." Can't remember who he was fighting, but um, I think it turned out he was he'd either lost someone, his mum or dad or some something like like pretty recently, and he was like, "There was no way I'm coming in here and losing." He was fucking really emotional and stuff afterwards, but he was just his his mental like willpower was just fucking sick in that fight. So I think if he's if he's got that with him all the time now, then it could be fucking really interesting. Amazing, amazing. Hopefully, it's, it's funny when things can change in people's. Like, I remember after Cowboy had his kid and he came back, it looked like a different person. Like it's, mm. it's mad how you know. Obviously, it's a physical sport where people rely on their bodies, but something can change in people's minds and yeah, in their yeah. mental state as well and make them a different person. It's, I love that kind of stuff. Mm. 
Next fight is Aljamain Sterling against Corey Sandhagen. Anytime I watch Aljamain Sterling, I'm really, really excited. One, because obviously he's an absolutely fantastic fighter. And two, because you get to hear Matt Sarah in the corner. <laughs> I, I love it. <laughs> yeah, that's no, so weird, isn't it? <laughs> I love it. Especially because like, he, he looks like he should be with, I don't know what, fucking training in like with like Izzy or someone like that or been Anderson Silva's camp or some shit like that but he's not yeah. with them too yeah. Me up. <laughs> yeah. yeah he's such an athletic fighter it reminds me of um, Eddie from uh, from from Tekken like it just because he, he spoke about it before how he loves break dance and shit like that all the body popping I love that kind of shit and then yeah you expect him to, and he's just in his corner he's got a jujitsu based um, in, in Matt Serra I'm really I'm really excited him. to see what happens with Al Jermaine Sterling hmm is coming off a one, two, three, a four-fight win streak um, in the Bantamweight division. He's built mm. Pedro Munoz, Jimmy Rivera. Um, he's beat Cody Stamen, um, and then he's also beat um, Brett Johns as well. So it's really, really exciting to see what happens. He's fighting Corey Sandhagen, who um, hasn't lost in the UFC. He's undefeated in the UFC. His, his last loss was in the LFA. He's beat Rafael um, Asensal. Um, which is um, a bit weird seeing as in Asensal is on the fight um, next to him, but it's only because Cody's in it, which we'll come on to in a minute. But yeah, really, really exciting. Two, well, four um, of the best fighters in the Bantamweight division because the next fight is, um, yeah, as we mentioned, Rafael Asensal against Cody Garbrandt. What's your thoughts on this one, Pete? Uh, Yeah, that's what I was going to say as well. I don't know how far back you looked. Didn't fucking Asensal bang out Sterling? Uh, I can bring that up. Let's have a look. Sure, sure. I saw that in the countdown, which is interesting. Yeah, he did. Uh, well, he, yeah. he, he, he beat him in a split decision. So, yeah, that's what oh, he, did. Oh, he, he did. I think in the highlights, he looked like he knocked him out. Like, he right. must have dropped him. But, um, yeah, it's in, I know you can't you can't play that off like the UFC maps, is it? Isn't it? Like, you can't say this person. No, I person. see your point, though. I see your point. But, though. yeah, both, yeah, both of these I'm really excited for. But uh, I saw Gar- Garbrandt's training with Mark Henry now. Oh, sick. Um, He's still with Team Alpha Male, but then with all this going on, he said he wanted to just like mix up, mix it up a bit. So he's gone there. He, I think he travelled. It's like three thousand miles, I think. So he's putting in the effort, and he's going training with Mark Emery like on his striking. Mm. And I'm guessing he's doing all his oh and jujitsu as well. Fucking uh, Ricardo Almeida's there, so he's oh, like wow. training with him now as well. So it looks like he's taking shit serious. I'm not saying he wasn't before, but he got a bit like. Hopefully, with someone like Mark Emery, he's not. I don't, I don't, you always get that feeling, haven't it? Like once he gets cracked a little bit, he can't help it. He just starts swinging. And with like Aston Sal, it's not someone you want to be doing that with. Like what happened with Pedro Munoz? Exactly. Like coming off the two losses to TJ, and then coming in against Pedro and rocking Pedro, having Pedro mm. hurt, and then yeah, rushing in, kind of seeing red, and and then getting clocked himself. I think right. he's made that. He, he's, he's identified it. He's made that change, and let's hope. Um, Mark can 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 get him performing a little bit better. If he wins, then it kind of you know catapults him back into the title frame, the title picture, I suppose. If he loses, mm. it'll be four losses in a row in the UFC. Pete, I think this is probably the yeah, biggest mad, fight of his. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. And I think I'm not sure whether I'll, uh, is is Cell coming off two losses? Is that right? Um, after, yeah, he is. Yeah, Corey Sandhagen and, co- and Marlon Moraes. Yeah, and and this is the is this the co. This is the this is the co-main event, yeah. <laughs> That's crazy, isn't it? You got a co-main event. Someone coming off of three. Someone coming off of two losses. <laughs> but it's still fucking exciting as fuck. Like, 
<laughs> exactly. It's fucking crazy. Exactly. Exactly. It's so exciting. Um, I, but I, mate, I remember when Cody come on the scene and beat Cruz, and I remember like seeing him boxing and thinking, right, the the the, the hands of this of this guy, oh, yeah. the footwork, the hands, like he's such a good no. boxer. His striking's amazing. And now that um, you know he's with a, such a good striking coach, we'll see what happens. It's the biggest fight, mm. brother, of his career. I'm really excited to see what happens with this. But you can't, you can't, you can't write off Rafael Sanzal. You're right. No. No, he's fucking. He's like he's one of them people that I I writ off ages ago. I was like, oh, I mean, I remember you, I remember playing with him, not playing with him, sounds a bit weird. Um, <laughs> playing with him in one of the UFC games. UFC like, games, one yeah. Early, yeah, one of the early ones. I'm like, he's been around forever, and it's just like now this guy's, you know, he's like he's he's a good fighter, but he's not. He's just going to like fall further and further down the list, and it's just right. like these fighters just even they get rejuvenated or they just like find a second wind, and it's just they have these other little. I know he's coming off two losses, but that's what I mean. Co-main event, everyone's going to be watching. Won't like get get an impressive win, and you straight back in there again. Exactly. Really, really exciting. Um, so we'll see what happens there. And then the main event, Pete. Um, obviously, just to finish off, is the greatest female fighter of all time, Amanda Nunes, against Felicia Spencer. Now, obviously, we can talk up Amanda Nunes hasn't lost um, since September the 27th, 2014, against Kat Zingano, has been on an absolutely ridiculous run, beating Shayna Baszler, Shevchenko, Ronda Rousey, Shevchenko again, Raquel Pennington, beating Cyborg, beating Randomy, beating Holly Holm. Like, obviously, we can rack Liverpool about her. However... Felicity Spencer, not a bad record at all. She's only ever lost to Chris Cyborg, which is obviously most people have. So there's nothing mm. to be ashamed of there. So is this a fight? Am I making? Am I just trying to look on the bright side and be optimistic and think it's going to be a close fight, or do you just think Amanda walks through her? Oh, I'm also, I'm optimistic as well. All I, I, when these fights come along, all I want to see is a decent fight. I'd love to see that. Spencer just put up a fucking really good fight, cause thingy Bob, uh, cause Amanda problems. Yeah, and just like, but then you look at it the other way. Amanda's just like she's just getting better and better, and she could easily go. I think she's on a, what's she on now? Like, I can't remember what her streak was or like her defenses. Maybe it was ten. It was either ten, ten. Yeah, she's on a ten fight win streak. Yeah, that's not def- what's that's not defenses though, is it or is it? Uh, no, she's on a one, two, three, four, five, six. So this is her fifth title defense. Fifth title defense. That's something she could easily go. She could easily defend that belt like 10, 15 times and then just retire. It's just like she's that good. It's Unless someone really special comes or, or unless something happens. I think if she's fully focused and she's like hungry still, it's just like. But that girl put up a really good fight. I saw I saw the highlights and stuff of the cyborg fight. She seems really game, like mm. um, really tough as well. Caught with like an elbow, like cut her open. Um, but yeah, it's just I, I don't know. If I like the way she fights, she looks like she bum rushes in a little bit with her eyes closed, like a bit. And Amanda's already said she's like, you don't do that, like don't do that against me on Saturday because if you come rushing in, I'll catch her. It's just like, <laughs> fucking hell, like, how scary is that? <laughs> <laughs> and you know it's not bullshit either. It's not. My, like... my, my hands my hands just started sweating thinking about, <laughs> thinking about her saying that. 
<laughs> to be fair, with with Nunez, like in her last fight, she, Jermaine, Jermaine uh, Durandam, he took her all the way to a decision. So it wasn't as if, mm. um, you know, she's just been going through people. Obviously, she's been performing ridiculously well, but she did take it to a decision. The last fight yes. against Valentina, they went to a decision as well. So, you know, she is the greatest women's fighter of all time, in my opinion. But we'll see mm. what Felicia can do. We'll see. I'm really, I'm really, really excited for it. Again, I'm not writing anyone off at this point now because UFC's just taught me enough. Um, you know, over time to to kind of expect the unexpected. So I am really excited for this card. Don't know if I'm going to stay up, but um, I try. I will try and um, watch it as, <laughs> as, soon as, as soon as I can. Um, did you see? Uh, obviously, just to finish up, we've got the card coming up. Did you see John Jones? Big John Jones, fucking in the yeah, protests. Yeah. <laughs> mm. I love it. Just they like get, they, they shit themselves, didn't they? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're just like. You would have thought they'd start arguing back. We'd be like, fuck off, man. Let's like, let's now give me a spray can. Yeah, give me the spray can. Give me the spray can. Imagine hearing, <laughs> give me the spray can. You, your first instinct is turn around like, fuck off. No. And it's fucking John Joe. <laughs> <laughs> and then fucking Ngano comes around the other corner. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what, bruv? Part of me, we've, we're, obviously we're not going to get too much into it, but... Just part of me would just fucking love, like, you know what I mean? A couple of police officers just to pull over and Ngannou one day and try and get on him a little bit. Oh, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Try and fucking see what happens, mate. See, like, know, see what happens. See what happens. A crazy time in America at the moment, but... Oh, yeah. yeah it's madness. It's a mad time. But fair play um, to the UFC um, for trying to give us um, some sport um, in, in, in such mm. a time of, of craziness. Was there anything else for yourself, Pete? Any other wicked whispers you've been hearing? Uh, we don't know how true things are literally saw something pop up today Woodley reckons they've already offered him Colby <laughs> and he's accepted it um, <laughs> which is fucking weird like we'd, we'd fair play to him if he wants to get back in there and Against make Colby, something happen though, but, I don't know see I know, now, now yes. I don't know see after one no, I know, fight I know it's, you just you, you don't know what's going to happen but um, oh and big old big Dana coming out saying the smartest move for McGregor would be to wait for the winner of Khabib and Gaethje. <laughs> I love how fucking they're just, you know, they're texting each other like, Connor's probably like, Dana, what should I do? What's the best thing for me to do? Dana's probably like, why don't you just fucking hold on like, in case you get beat? <laughs> fucking hell, I love it. I love it. Uh, it's really ah, exciting to up. see what happens, man. It's really, yeah, really yeah. exciting to see what happens. I want to um, see, I want to see some of the other champions fucking fight. I want to see the heavyweight champions. I want to see Izzy fight again. I want to see fucking featherweights. What's going on? I know. I know. <laughs> I want to see. I, want, I don't know what's going on with, with Holloway and Volkanovski. I'm really excited to get to get that going. Yeah. Like, you know. Even the welterweights. Like, what the fuck is... What's all these champions doing? Yeah, I know. It's true. It's true. It's exciting to see who's going to contest for the title, but we're not getting any champions defending belts. Well, no, well you've got, got, got Amanda. But yeah, no, you're bang on. Poor little Cejudo defending his, no one gives a shit. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it, bro? <laughs> Fucking hell. Oh, yeah, did you see... Yeah, what's that as well? Is it uh, Petty Ann and Aldo, in it, apparently? Oh, for, so is that actually... Is Cejudo actually genuinely retired? Yeah, no, he's, he's, I think they've took the titles. Or, wow. the t- yeah, titles. Um, so, wait, what's that? That's... Yeah, flyweight and... Is it flyweight and bantamweight? Bantamweight, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, I think it's Yan and Aldo was the first thing I saw come up. He definitely said it was going to be Yan anyway. Right. Um, but they said they might give it to Aldo because of what happened with Marais. 
Um, Fair. Where's that Lee? Fucking hell, where's that Lee Flyweight? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's going to be even worse now, isn't it? Like, there ain't, there's no one in there. Well, that's a bit out of order, but I mean, there's no there's no DJ and there's no Cejudo. Yeah, ex- yeah, you got, well, you know, big Brandon Royval. You never know. Could get in there. Mm. You know, this, yeah. is, the thing is, what, the more fighters we start watching and that kind of stuff, the more we see it. I don't think, again, these weight classes are ever going to be up there getting that heavyweight money, which is a shame. But I think if we just, if they just keep it going, I don't think they should get rid of the division. What do you think? Nah, there'll always be, there'll always be someone coming. Oh, to be honest, I'd like, I think the more educated people get as well. Maybe people coming into the sport and stuff, they're like, oh, don't really want to watch these little guys. Just want to see the knockout, like the knockouts in the heavier divisions. But I, I still enjoy watching them. Like, Definitely. I still enjoy watching the, 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 the fucking so technical and quick and that. It's just, it's just like, yeah, it's hard, isn't it? It's, it'd be good if they could put them smaller guys in a fucking smaller ring. <laughs> like, if a, like, a, like a, like a, like a hell in the, like a WWE cage, but a smaller <laughs> ring comes down in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> it would make ten, it fucking more exciting. 10 by 10. <laughs> what did you think of the smaller octagon? Uh, yeah, is it, I think it's going to be this, this Saturday's as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, so that oh wait, so that yeah, these are both apex, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Nice. No, it just makes sense anyway. What's the point in? I don't see the point in being in a fucking huge arena like fifteen odd thousand people. It's just I like I like that little that little thing they the little setup they've got. It is almost like watching the Ultimate Fighter again. Yeah, hundred percent is. Which was which was fine. It was just I love the Ultimate Fighter. You hear like the coaches just shouting. It's like being back in the old days again. It's fucking yeah. sick. Yeah. Um, it's, and yeah, even yeah, even the cage. Yeah, it doesn't. I don't know how much smaller it was. Um, but yeah, sure. fucking it makes it more exciting. It does. It does. The only thing is, it's just like. If a title changes hands, it's like one title's been won in one size cage and one title's been won in another size cage. So you can get down into the minutiae of it like that. But at the end of the day, I just mm. think, look, a fight's a fight. They're fighting in a fucking cage. Like, it's just mm. whoever the better fighter is on that day is going to win. It doesn't really matter what they're, do you know what I mean? It is, it is what yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. You're just trying to... Yeah. It's just the whole grabbing of the fence thing that, that knocks me a little bit. But, hey, we'll leave it there, Pete. Uh, really, really yep. excited um, for this week's card. Always good to see, um, you know, one of the greatest of all time in Nunes. Really excited to see O'Malley. Really excited to see Garbrandt back. Um, and, yeah, it's mm-hmm. just going to be a really, really exciting card. So we'll get together again um, after that and have a chat about it. All right? Yes, sweet. Thank you very much for listening. I'll never plug any of the other shows, but if you have listened to all this and watched it, Showmotion Studios, we do um, Two Peas on a Pod, which is another comedy one. We do The Scene of the Grime, which is a, a grime podcast. We talk about UK music. I know you're a big fan of that, Pete. Um, and yeah, we're just, uh, you can check us out in all the socials. We're on Instagram now. We're on YouTube as well. And you can listen to us on SoundCloud. That's it from us. We'll be back. Uh, Black Lives Matter. Love it. See you later. See you later.